0: Welcome to another episode of Live Sound Bootcamp. I'm Ryan John.
1: I'm Brendan Draper. I'm Joe Santarpia.
0: And today we're going to talk about the ultra, ultra, ultra exciting topic of cable management. Yes. It's so Yes. It's, it's so exciting that we're all just going, uh, what what do we what do we say? Finally. Here? I actually think I was the only one going, What do we say here? You guys are like, there's there's plenty to talk yeah. about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's uh you know, it's 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 part of your day.
0: It's one of those things that I feel like is just so easily overlooked. You know, you just you just go, oh, here's a mic, here's here's a slot to plug it in, and I'm just going to plug it in. And when you've been doing it for forever, there's a lot of things you just do that maybe if you
1: haven't been doing this for years, you just don't even think to do.
0: Yeah. And I guess that's ultimately what this topic's about. Yeah, right? it's to kind of
1: clue you in on those things that are kind of, that will become second nature if they're not already.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, the 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 obvious gigantic gigantic elephant S- safety here is 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 drum kits. Oh. Well, uh, fine. Fine. <laughs> safety. <laughs> right. Drum drum kits over right, safety. let right, let's let's mm. let's let's, no.
1: let's go let's go with safe drum kits. Safe drum let's, kits. No, let's
0: go with safety. Right. All right. Tell tell me what I need to do in my life to be safe. Don't
1: trip anyone so that they fall on their butt or face or die. Or die. Yeah.
0: I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen cables like stretched out across things. Yeah, and especially with dark stages, uh, you know, when the when the artist actually comes out to start their set, it's usually pretty dark. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm fortunate. Knock on something that I haven't had an artist go down yet because of someone's cables. Um, but I could imagine. S- I could see someone's it cables. Uh, okay, fine. My cables. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the lighting guys' fault. There's
1: always the lighting definitely, guys' fault. Definitely.
2: They don't know what they're doing. Yeah.
0: I, I, I will say that you could spend hours making your cables perfectly beautiful, nicely organized, and it'll be great. And then some lighting dude shows up and just dumps a bunch of crap on top just, of it.
1: Yeah, just spirals it, like, it, of it DMX just
2: flying everywhere.
0: <laughs> the, the, DMX and power, and they're all, oh, like, taped together. It's God. a
2: mess. That... That actually does bring up something that I have noticed um, lately where where you can pre-plan your cable runs, where everything's going to go. You think you know what's going to happen, and maybe you lay the cables, plug them in, lay them down, coil them up, like out of the way. But Murphy's Law, nine times out of ten, something else is going to happen in that area (laughs) before you get to nicely lay out your cables to their mic stand. I don't know if that happens to you guys too, yeah. but, but no,
0: no, it totally happens.
2: Yeah. I almost like, don't over prepare with cables.
1: That that's, that's not stage, a bad, at least that's not stage. a bad point. Like, like post sound check, you know, once sound checked is done, that, that, that's exactly that's what when you to saying, go yeah. to like really tighten up, obviously like do what you can, mm-hmm. you know, prior and like preemptively but you know and then really dig in after everything's in its final place or whatever
0: yeah. i
1: guess i guess that jumps like right right into a
0: pretty major point i mean when when i'm doing sound check with an artist uh the cables might not be ultra pretty right and it's set up in such a way that if anything needed to be swapped out it would be very easy to do yeah They're super easy to trace. The loop of cable is right at the base of the microphone. So if the microphone needs to move anywhere, uh, the loop of cable is not at the sub box or stage box. It's at the microphone. Um, And subsequently then, if you need to unplug something and do it, you grab the loop right there. You just unplug the other end and just pull it out. And the whole thing comes out, right? And exactly as you just said, Joe... Once we know everything is working and everything is perfect and nothing needs to change and and no guitar player is going, well, you know what I also want this other amp today or anything like that. nothing's getting added in, that's when you actually go and clean it up yeah yeah tape it down and all that so are are you guys so meticulous that you put all the cables one next to the other next to the other and then tape it down
1: if If you got time, you know? um and and the motivation obviously you know in a perfect world yeah you do that on every gig you know it's like it's a beautiful thing it it gives the artist confidence like you know they feel like oh this guy like cares about what my shit looks like like i don't know it's uh it's it's a it's a nice thing to do we're all professionals here you know yeah come on
0: definitely i mean you know if, if guys are going to spend so much time getting awesome staging with you know nice marley that they literally clean before the show stuff like that you can't really just throw a pile of crap cables yeah. on top of it yeah, and no. and have everyone be okay with it yeah you know that that reminds me um there have been tours i've been on where we had let's say a white drum kit and we got all white xlr's for that oh that's sick and it was cool it was cool. The riser like, it too. actually blended in really well yeah yeah the riser was white that's dope Mm. Um, it was really neat uh, I haven't done it since that tour because t- let's be honest getting colored XLRs is actually kind of hard yeah and and
1: even more honest it, they're hard to keep clean yeah yeah. I mean yeah white that sounds like a nightmare you know white anything on the stage really it sounds crazy maybe, maybe you want to roll that out after sound check as well <laughs> right right well
0: <laughs> that gets weird yeah so safety first right and safety means you know not rat's nest of cables everywhere. Yeah. Especially walkways. Especially walkways. And 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 the easiest way obviously is cable ramps, right? So those those black and yellow things yeah. that flip open, you put the cables inside them, they flip down. Some people call them yellow jackets,
2: that kind of thing. Yeah. But there's tons of stuff you can use if you don't have cable ramps available. Right. I mean, if you only have if it is only a couple cables then you can and it's not a really long run then you can gaff it for sure.
0: Yeah, apparently you've got a lot of budget in your
1: tour. We don't get that much gaff. <laughs> I'm talking short short runs. Plenty of DIY solutions out there, you know, like little pieces of carpet or like doormats. You know, you can pick up one for like 15, 16 bucks at like Home Depot, you know, just one of those like gray ribbed doormats. Those were great, you know, even chop it up into like segments and use it all around, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and if you're ultra budget like I have been in the past, we used cut up pizza boxes. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> covered, I'm pr- and, and I'm pretty sure it was it was
1: yesterday's like post show food. Yeah,
0: also um, oh, still like grease it was one on of it. Those things
1: like like cheese oh, yeah. and pep- like a little piece of pepperoni. <laughs> uh, if you if you get hungry, you Tables, know if a band Tables member Tables gets hungry, great. they could go over and have a little snack. <laughs>
0: No, but that actually happened. It was one of those scenarios where, like, uh, the cable path was crossing right where the artist was going to be coming in from. And there just wasn't anything available. So, we took what was available and we taped it down. Hey, do do what works. Yeah, exactly. It's, it was as simple as that. So, they call you an audio engineer. Anyway, so, the next big thing for, for cable management is is... As, as I was going to say was the first big thing is, is drum kits right because drum kits you have an asinine number of inputs and they're all over the place and they're all different distances away from the stage box so that's where we build looms yeah I'm, Joe, I'm
1: sure you've built a million of them, right? They're they're really. It's so nice to have a loom. It's such like a, a cool thing. Obviously, you know, you got to know your scenario. Like it has to be somewhere where you're setting up the same kit every day. For instance, on a tour where you're carrying these cables or whatever, you know. Um, but uh, yeah. You know they're great. I've actually seen
0: venues. I've even seen venues that have drum drumlines. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna. And they they kind of just build one that covers most of what would be in a drum.
1: Yeah, scale. yeah. Those are cool too. I I have my qualms with the you know, with those also. But you know, hey, wh- you know, whatever your school of thought, go go ahead. You know, if you're making the effort, I give you I give you an A.
2: What are your qualms? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, let's hear the qualms. <laughs> What are the qualms?
1: No. Oh, well, you know, just like, I don't know, man. Like, you know, if there's that, like, that, that, you know, dangling ride mic cable that I'm never going to use or like, I don't know, just like. Well, basically, I, I, you don't want the extra stuff. The extra stuff or like, maybe, you know, maybe I've got a pad and there's not a line for a pad, you know, it, it all depends. I don't know.
0: Right. Well, I'll, I'll be honest with you too. I'm not the biggest fan of the Venue Looms. Yeah. Also, just because I don't trust them. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm going to be real with you. I just don't trust him. But, so, so here's an important question. When, when you build a loom, how do you build it? Where is the extra cable? How do you figure out the lengths of things? And also, uh, we should probably just define what a loom is if somebody's, like, listening to this and going, what What's the a loom? fuck are they talking it's about?
1: Just a couple of um, XLRs taped together, you know? Uh, more than one. Much. Yeah, that's basically what it is. Um, yeah. So, so let's say we're talking about a drum kit loom, like
0: Brendan, you've built these before. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so how do you build it? How do you figure out how long everything needs to be? Where does the excess cable go? How do you manage it?
2: Um, well, the times I built them have been in rehearsals and we just use the, we try and go for the shortest XLR that we can for each, for each mic, um, leaving of course a little slack by each one. But, um, I just start at the stage box and I start by e-taping from there, uh, tape every, every couple feet or so. And then once I get to a line that splits off, I do a piece of tape right before the split off and then a piece of tape right after it. And then I move on as I go, I get to the next mic, the next mic, etc.
0: And of course, you label all your cables of before you start
2: doing course. this, right? <laughs> and of course, <laughs> of course, you make sure all those cables are working and there's no problems with them. Before, right. like you make you, you do you do the e taping, you do the you do the looming, the taping at the end of the day of rehearsal. After you're like, oh yeah, everything is fine with the drums. Yeah. You know?
0: So so you've basically you've basically actually plugged in your whole drum kit and then you've made sure everything works and you're running and then. At the end of that, you create the loom out of what you've used, basically? Yeah. Yes.
1: Okay. Sorry. Didn't mean to answer for you.
0: Sorry. (laughs) No, 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 no. no, no. That's fine. I mean, I I guess that means you do it the same way, right, Joe? Yeah, yeah. I would agree. So, you know what's interesting about that um, is I try to do it a different way um, when I have the option to. So, just like you said, you know, I get everything plugged in, make sure it all works, you know, put it on the kit, and we basically do a whole day of rehearsal. At the end of that day, I pull up all the, sna- the slack to the stage box side, and then I start taping my cables so that they all have no slack... Where they're supposed to go. I mean, you know, you leave like a little bit, a couple inches, because things are going to move throughout the length of the tour. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to leave an extra three feet at the bottom of the overhead. I want, I want basically a couple extra inches just in case. So I, I'm pulling all my slack back to the stage box side. Then I'm building my whole loom. And then on that side, I basically end up going back and forth with my cables so that they all end at the same place. And I just tape that together into a giant uh, chunk, if you will. Like, like,
1: like just literally back and forth?
0: Yeah, I kind of make a little Z out of out of the end of the cable there. So if I've Ooh. got an extra four feet, I go back and forth three or four times until they kind of come out at the same space. Interesting. That does make a, um,
2: a lot of sense. I think, well, with the, the looms that I've done, uh, the, there was usually not that much slack left once I got to the mic. But are, ideally, you, are you talking about just right. using like the same length or longer cables for everything so that you know that it's for sure going to reach and then pulling the slack back?
0: Yeah, well, I am doing it that way. But the thing is, uh, you know, I might have a, let's say, SPD that plugs into a DI box that is Mm. one foot away from the stage box, Mm. right? I don't have a one-foot cable, and I'm not going to put a one-foot cable into the loom. So, I might be using you know a four footer or a six footer or something, so there's still always going to be some slack there, and I need to find something to do with it um mm-hmm. i've I've seen plenty of looms where uh, the loom kind of breaks out, and then there's a loop that's taped, and then it goes to you know let's say an overhead or a snare drum or something like that. Mm-hmm. but I, I have a hard time with those looms because when you're trying to wrap them up, mm-hmm. there's all these loops all over them, and it's really hard to actually wrap. so I ended up finding out that this weird way of me doing it I just get to wrap it like it's just one giant normal-ish cable. I realize it's unconventional. I don't think most people do it that way. I, I want to see it in action. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I think seeing it will make it make the most sense. The other thing is I also put spare cables into the loom on purpose every time. Ah, how long? I usually leave two spares, one that'll make it all the way around the kit and one that's a short one.
1: Not bad. Not bad. So
0: one So one that's like halfway around, you know, just in case if something in it goes bad, I don't want to have to like figure out adding one in, but it's not a terrible thing to have like one extra that's sitting, let's say, you know, right where the kick drum is, because that's halfway around the kit, anyways, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, this also, it's also, you know, if you're, again, if you're on tour and you're using these like day after day, it's, uh, it helps like in the speed of your setup, you know, you're not having to like pick through cables and run one here, there. You just throw your loom out, pin it all up because it's labeled. And uh, and you're good to go, you know. Yeah, it certainly helps if you're
0: if you're just telling house guys. You just go, hey, just stick these things that are all labeled into the box that is equally labeled. Right. You know, there's there's no questions anymore. And do you guys label your microphones as well? I I do. Yeah, yeah. I label them with the cha- what they are in the channel. Yeah. Yeah, I do the same thing. So it might say, you know, snare two seven. Yeah. Um, or snare two top seven rather. You know, something like that. And that way, you know, nobody can get things wrong. Nobody will get snare, snare one and two wrong. Or remember that weird tom thing I was telling you where we've got a larger tom on one side and a smaller tom on the other side? All right, yeah. The microphones did eventually say what they were, and it was, you know, printed with a little P-touch. And if it said what it was and the cable said what it was, the moment it was plugged in, those names should have been right next to each other, so you should see them and know that they're right. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Idiot-proof. Well,
2: <laughs> people somehow screwed it up. <laughs> Uh, this is this is off the topic of of cables, but kind of close to it. You guys ever travel with your own mic stands and put little lines on where each arm is supposed to extend to? You ever do that? I have.
1: Yeah. Cool. I've yeah. I've I've marked them with gap. Yeah. Ne- never carrying. Yeah.
0: Um, I, that's a thing I stole from, from drum techs, you know, because yeah. drum techs the do that with their drum kits and all their hardware yeah, all the, the time, hardware. right? They mark things all over the place. And I was like, this is a good idea. So I just decided I was going to start doing it too. Although, like, to be completely honest, I don't use enough stands to make it that worth it. I try and do as many claws, clamps, Z-bars, that kind of stuff as possible. Mm-hmm. So the only, really the only stands that are out there are things like overheads, maybe hi-hat and, and, and any vocal stands. And the vocal stands, I always just guess anyways because the guys are going to come out and they're going to move them. Yeah. They just always do. No matter what. Even if it's in exactly the right spot, they're going to come out and move it. Yeah.
2: Mm.
1: It's like a, it's like a, it's like a, you know, just like, it's like a ritual. You walk up, you adjust your mic stand even if it's perfect and you know, go about your day.
0: <laughs> totally, totally. It's, it's like the same thing with like guitar players. They, they tune their guitar two minutes ago, they put it down, if they walk away and then they come back out, they grab it and they press the tuner, they go, yeah, yeah cool. <laughs> it's just a thing they do.
1: I support that. I support, you know, excessive tuning.
0: I mean, to be honest, I, it's way better than the opposite. Yeah. Um, so, you know, since we were on the topic of, of drums and looms, um, a thing that I see a lot that bothers me and I think I might be one of the few people in the world that actually is bothered by this, is the position of the sub box on the drum riser. Where do you put yours?
1: Typically somewhere on on one of the upstage sides. So like either like, you know, typically maybe like... Thank you. Yeah, like maybe like upstage left, if it's like a a normal right-handed drummer. And like, you know, so Mm -hmm. it would be hi-hat side kind of, you know... Right. Not behind him, but but next to him, more or less, or her. Brendan, Brendan, please tell me you do the same thing.
2: Well, on the last <laughs> tour I was on, it was not there. <laughs> and what do you now mean, that it was we're talking there. about it, and that I think back to all the all the times working at different venues in the city, like it's usually right by the hi hat. And for some reason, on this tour, we did we put it uh, on the between, bottom edge, the downstage edge. No, it was like. <laughs> it was in. Fr- it was like on the uh, audience, not audience side, but like a little in front of the crash symbols by the two floor toms, if that makes sense. So like it oh. was, uh, it was out Highly there, visible. and then the kind Highly of visible. well, the not with the, how the lighting was, so there's okay. that all right
1: well if there's lighting but, uh, blocking it oh, okay you know, that, great that great it yeah. was hidden
2: under a pile of lighting crap right i mean <laughs> the whole stage was covered in ground <laughs> ground fog um uh, but that's yeah pretty it, cool yeah i mean it was pretty awesome but um yeah it, it, it would have been better if we hit it upstage left and so
0: of, of course of course the reason i asked this is exactly is because of the aesthetic of it um I see so many venues and so many tours where that stage box is on the downstage corner of the drum riser and you know, it's there for convenience, right? Cause it's easy to get to, there might be backline in the way that you kind of need to climb around if you put it upstage, right? Yeah. But it is so ugly and it is so visible. And if a drummer has gone through all this effort to have a beautiful kit, you know, a nice finish and all that. And we just stick this bunch of crap, right there I feel like it's almost offensive
1: yeah 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 totally you know it's part of our job to kind of like not uh, not be there you know like to be invisible and you know no no audio is really interesting to us you know and if you're listening to this then you know hopefully you too but like you know most people don't necessarily care about that they they don't want to see this crap you know like just get it out of the way. Be, be conscious of it. Even if you can't build looms, just like nice, uh, you know, nice straight lines around the drum kit or like wherever it's going. Maybe you can like, you know, uh, run cables downstage along the same line as the monitors. You know, just keep everything neat and together and try to make it look like it's on purpose, you know? You know, that's a really good point. The, the
0: idea of keeping lines in the places where other lines already are. If you already mm-hmm. have some stuff that's running down some direction, yeah. keep your lines down there too. So then now we don't have like four or five different runs of cables. We, Instead, we have one that just has everything in it. Yeah,
1: maybe not power,
0: but you know. Right. Of course, there's some things you need to be aware of there, you know, keeping audio lines next to power, keeping audio lines next to digital lighting lines, that kind of stuff. It's, that mm-hmm. can be quite messy, but yeah. Otherwise, yeah, try and keep everything nice and clean.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, um, There was a tour I did where we you know we're carrying all of our own risers and staging and uh one of our set carps was a freaking g and he basically built a little hanger under the back of the riser that we could drop the stage box into so it was under the riser and attached to it
1: oh that's awesome which
0: meant that you know if we had to roll the riser around or something we could you know unplug the mass connect roll the riser around but the box was completely invisible to the audience because it was under the edge. It was invisible to the drummer. Nobody could step on it. Nobody That's could accidentally awesome. do anything stupid. It was really awesome.
2: That's sick. It'd be cool if it was on a little like pulley and you could like slide it out so you could plug the pin the cables in and then slide it back in like you, a little
0: you, you actually you actually kind of could yeah the little nice. thing he built you could it was just big enough that you could kind of slide it out quite easily it was it was it was awesome
1: you, you know what i love if you've ever seen uh, i i feel like they're in europe more so than they are in the states but like some of these some of those like nicer theaters will have like a trough on the downstage edge yeah and like some of them yeah, are, yeah. some of them are even covered with like little holes that like hmm. cables can run through uh that's that's awesome.
2: Oh. Yeah, those are
0: fun. Although, I will tell you the the one story of a show I did that was kind of like that. They had a bunch of you know little troughs and stuff in the stage, including things like power. Yeah, right. Yeah. which was neat. Um, the only problem was with this show, there was no barricade between the stage and the crowd, Ooh. and uh, some someone in the crowd saw this little trough and saw something plugged into it and uh grabbed it that guy just wanted to charge his phone he really wanted to charge his phone <laughs> <laughs> so so he <laughs> unplugged the thing that was in it which uh was my monitor guy's whole rig oh what <sighs> now mind you my monitor guy probably shouldn't have plugged into the power yeah. that was in the you know kind of downstage <laughs> edge of the stage but it was a pretty small low budget tour we were carrying some kind of hack gear and we just made it work but uh yeah he he took down the show from uh, the monitor perspective wow. were during they on wedges the, uh during they were all on ears oh okay uh, <laughs> but it took down all the ears during the bridge finale into the last chorus of the last song wow. basically the worst time it could have
2: possibly happened wow
0: anyways so uh yeah that's just a little story about that wild So, yeah, cable management. I mean, again, it sounds like it's a stupid topic, but it is one of those things. It's worth doing better than everyone else. Treat your stage with respect. This is going to sound stupid, but, you know, if you're actually trying to to make it in an industry of audio at some point you're going to be the guy that's that's patching cables for someone else and you might not be doing anything else so that might be the only thing you're doing at the start of your career and then you move on you move on you move on even when you're on a large scale you still end up patching cables right this is the thing that's universal from start to finish and if you do that job and do it cleaner and better than everyone else people do notice yeah absolutely true so, as stupid as this topic seems, I'm actually surprised that we somehow found almost 30 minutes of conversation about it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. It's one of those important little details, you know? Like, it just makes it that much better when you walk onto the stage if there's no mess, you know? Yeah. It's just
0: professionalism, you know? Totally. And, and you know, a thing that I feel like we miss a lot is is... There's a huge value in your artist feeling confident and your artist feeling trust, right? And when things are messy, it's harder for them to be confident. It's harder for them to trust.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But yes. when
0: everything is immaculately clean and looks like just just perfect, then it's a lot easier for them to be confident and a lot easier for them to trust you.
2: I mean, the same goes for if you're touring as the engineer and you walk into a venue and there's just spaghetti of cables coming out of the back of the consoles and the outboard gear and all that stuff, depending if it's all analog or whatever, or even if it's digital consoles with some outboard stuff. And you see like this crazy spider web of cables, you're going to be worried that you're not going to have a good show, you know? Yeah. Like, I was just gonna, like, what is this
1: guy going to do to my rig here? Like, ooh, sketch. So
2: that reminds me of,
0: uh, at the end of last year, uh Rock Rockin' Rio. Um, It had rained the day before we got there. And, you know, the grass was wet and all that. Uh, But all the snakes for front of house run through this trough, right? Mm -hmm. And it goes into this giant hole in the ground. I don't know. It's maybe three feet by three feet, three feet deep. Mm -hmm. It's concrete. And then from there, it goes through this tube and then comes out at the stage. Mm -hmm. That whole thing was full of water. Ooh. And it was like a, a, just a, a spaghetti of cables. Oh, and God. I was so, so nervous. To drop your <laughs> snake in there? No, I didn't even do it because I didn't want to put my snake through that. I Instead, they had Cat 6 there already. So I was like, cool, oh. I'm using yours because then at least the ends don't have to go through it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> man, Wow. So anyways, it all worked out. But that was one of those moments that just freaked me out. Oh, anyways, yeah. enough of story time. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: no, that was a good one. That's uh That's my literal nightmare.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've actually dreamt about it since then. (laughs) It wasn't good.
1: Yeah. Get PTSD.
0: (laughs) Totally. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, Please like, subscribe, do all those fun things, and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. Take it easy.
1: Wrap your cables. Bloom your cables. (laughs)